Hello and good evening everyone. Welcome to Magic the Final Frontier. On this podcast, we talk about all about the NTG Frontier format when we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. This is episode number 46. Uh, we're actually doing a little bit of a re-record here. We'd had some audio issues, so we're just uh, re-recording this episode. And it's one we were excited about, so I hope you fully is worth us uh, spending our time to re-record it for all of you guys. Yeah, so I think we we already had another 46 that's already out there, but this is the true 46. All right, we can call this 49 or 47, something like that, as long as we're building up to our episode number 50, which we're very excited about. Yeah, yeah. So by the way, I'm I'm Ryan Schwenk. I'm the Japan hobbyist out of Tokyo, Japan. All right, well, good morning, Ryan. So our topic for this day, I was going to say this evening, but for you it's still in the morning, is that we're going to be talking about promoting Frontier. So we want to talk about what Frontier can do for you as a player, what Frontier can do for you from the perspective of an LGS owner, and just how you can get more people interested in Frontier. What kind of resources are available to show people the format, what you can do to get people interested, how you should talk about Frontier if you're just, you know, playing it in your store and somebody asks, well, hey, what's Frontier? So it's kind of just what we want to talk about. Yeah, this has been one of the biggest issues for people online that talk to me is that, hey, I want to play Frontier. Nobody plays it in my area. You know, it happens on Facebook. It happens on Reddit. It happens on Twitter. So I thought this would be a great episode to kind of talk about those issues and, you know, just kind of give them some some tools that they can use to get people interested in Frontier where they are. Yep, that's exactly what we'd like to do. And I also like to think of it from, hey, as a store, here's some reasons to play Frontier at your store. It's a good it's a good format. It'll get people out there. It's something interesting and something different and uh, some good ways to do that. So let's kind of go so, into those different topics. What topic did you want to discuss first? I, I want to start to off with how to get your friends interested in Frontier because... Yeah, that's probably our listeners. Yes, and you suddenly just start, you know, say, hey, I'm going to have Frontier events and no one you know, is interested or, or knows about it, then no one's going to come to those events. I think it, most important, you need to have the grassroots level yet to be able to play with your friends first. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. And it's perfectly fine to play at kitchen table level or, yeah. you know, at your LGS. It doesn't have to be anything formal. So this is a big thing. How do you get your friends excited to play Frontier? I mean, you've got a store where you can go and play Frontier. I've got some friends where I go and play with Frontier at a store. But if you're just trying to get miscellaneous people you know some people are watching your game they're interested hey what are you doing what do you usually tell them Ryan? well when i'm trying to get like my my local play group to play you know i i tell them about well i, I just tell them about like what the metagame has been like on uh you know hallelujah as well as um on the untap league and uh they tell me like oh, I, I really like this card i wanted to play this card I'm like well you can play that card you know in frontier uh, I show them my decks if I have them on me, and you know, kind of let them look look through it. And uh, I also direct them to the uh, the streams, the videos that you know we've taken for our, our Untap League as well. Okay, that's so a good. So that's, way to start. that's one of the things I do. So do, what you? do you normally do? Uh, so one thing I was going to say that I, I always like to do is I like to have more than one Frontier deck. I mean, if that's an option for you, we've definitely talked about some budget options for Frontier decks. They don't have to mm-hmm. be the most tier one deck in the world. They can be some fun things, some fun cheap thing, and just have decks, let people play them. I think that's a great way to get people interested in Frontier, because otherwise, how are they going to know to play a game? People aren't going to often come with the deck ready. So if you can, make yourself a couple of extra decks, make yourself, you know, 
red weenies or white yeah. weenies or um, yeah we, you know we, we've done a few episodes on talking about what are some very cheap options for what you can make as a deck and something that's going to be fun that people you know they haven't seen before they haven't seen in a while something like Sahili can be very cheap and people will be like oh mm-hmm. yeah that was the combo and it's interesting to play it in a format where it's fair yeah so uh yeah mono white humans is a good good starting point uh mono red wizards like a burn type type thing yeah like Sahili's not too expensive especially especially if you have a lot of those energy uh cards that you're using mm-hmm so yeah yeah like i said um, we've done a few episodes on uh, on good budget decks that budget. you can go with another another way another thing you can do is to make starter decks which is not you know so much if you don't want to put like a, a play set of sahili or a play set of some other powerful card in that deck maybe just put one or two um you know like powerful cards in there so you're not like exposing yourself too much if you lose them or if they get stolen yeah and we can but, link to uh, our think, we we did a whole topic on if you were to do start starter decks frontier yeah that'd be interesting. yeah another thing so that's something you should listen to as well so just to kind of get people that feel for like what the archetypes are all right so what else gets people oh. excited about frontier if they haven't heard of it they haven't played it before what do you tell them uh i tell them about the number of people playing online these days hmm, interesting so the un- our untap open, we had 49 people for season seven. And, you know, people are just amazed. Like, oh, my God, there's that many people playing Frontier. I'm like, yeah, online is where it's at. You know, this is where you can explore and have fun. It's the playground of Frontier. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of different online formats you can go with. So right now, obviously, you can't play on Arena. There's not an option for that. But there have been people playing on Moto. There are, I think, a few less now. It's a little bit hard to find mm-hmm. people who are dedicated to it. But if you play any of the free ones, if you play on Untap, if you play on Cockatrice, if you play on X-Mage, there are players all, all over the world who are interested, who are playing. And uh, there's some good resources to find those people and to play with them online, which is what we're definitely going to mention a little later in the show. You're talking about Discord? Yeah, I'm talking about Discord. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One other idea I had, uh, if your friends are more kitchen table-ish maybe they they don't want to like build a deck or they don't want to you know like use your decks or something like that but they like cubing um another episode we had a while back was on how to make a frontier cube i think that would also be a a great way to introduce the format to a lot of people Mm -hmm. Hmm. so so like whatever archetype you like or whatever kind of cards like your your friends like you know you just use only cards from m15 forward to make a cube I think you know, uh, you know, this could be something like an aggro cube, or it could be a dredge cube, or you know, whatever else you you, you want to make. It's all up to you. So but I think that's a, a good thing. And just you know, we got to say it. We've we've linked to that episode as well. So we've got a yeah. whole episode about cubing, and that's another one where we talk about some good budget options. Yeah. So I think that'd be a good way to get friends interested. So do you have any other ideas? Yeah, I was gonna say the other thing for me is that I just want to get people brewing. So you know, you give them that spark. For me, I'm a Johnny. I know a lot of people who are Johnnies. They like to brew up decks, and they like to brew up good decks. So you kind of tell them, like, hey, you know, that card didn't work in Standard, but you've got this card in Frontier that lets it go infinite, or lets it do this, or lets it do this. Yeah. And they start to go, oh, well, if I've got that and that. And then you kind of, you know, you link them to Scryfall. They start looking mm-hmm. through what's available. Uh, as they get interested, you can tell them what's worked, what hasn't worked for other people. And that's kind of, you know, they start building decks. Even if they aren't building them on paper, you know, they're brewing them online or building them in tapped out or goldfish or whatever else that's a great way to just get people like oh i really wish that was a deck and then once you've got it you're like okay well now i need to test the deck 
next yeah. thing you know, you're uh, you're buying a playset of Gideon Ally of Zendikar, and you're. <laughs> so you get an offer to play against that that person. You know, if that person's brewing and you know they're building it in paper, you say, you know, play against me anytime. Just let me know. But if they can't find you to play and they want to play, introduce them to the online resources. Definitely, yeah, that's what you usually use those for is for testing like that. Okay, should we move on to uh, promoting at an LGS now? All right, yeah. So this is a topic that definitely interests me. So I always like to think of things from from your game store perspective. So if you're a game store listening to this, this is you. You're thinking, hmm, you know, you're always looking for ways to get players interested, to get them playing games. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing I'd say for Frontier... To get people into the store, yeah. So the biggest thing I would say for Frontier is that it's so easy for you to run a Frontier event. So that's something that originally is why Frontier became big. And it became big in Japan specifically, where people didn't play as much in the modern era, or the pre-modern era especially. So there's not a lot of legacy players. Modern can be very prohibitive because it's hard to find the older cards in Japanese especially. So they Mm -hmm. were like, okay, well, we know we've got these cards available. It doesn't cost us anything to run a game in that format. So compared to something like you want to put on a pauper event or you want to put on a legacy event... If you want to have that event, you want the people who are going to be coming there playing to have the cards available they want to buy. So they're going to come in and they want to buy your, um, you know, they want to buy your dark depths. So you got to have dark depths out. They want to buy your, um, I'm not sure what's expensive in popper because probably not much is, but you, you need to have those well, cards dark depths available. Is rare, but, yeah. Popper popper is not so expensive, but uh, a lot of the cards are rare to find. So maybe mm-hmm. if, even they, if they only are like two or three dollars a piece. Not every store is going to have them, especially the, the newer stores that only came, you know, into being in the last, you know, five to six years or so. Exactly. So if you have any players interested in Frontier, the cost for you to run a Frontier event is nothing because you've probably got your M15 through today sitting in a box somewhere or they're already out yeah. in your they're already out in your displays because people are buying them for standard. Like there's always a lot of standard cards that are being played in Frontier. Yeah, I, I totally recommend Frontier as a format for the newer stores. It's mm-hmm. it's a, a great way to get people excited and to start thinking more about modern or legacy in the future. Maybe in the future you can start selling or like promoting those formats, but this is a good stepping stone format. Yeah, so it's something great, and it's fun because it'll attract a slightly different player than what your standard events are holding. So that that's something that I definitely see about Frontier is that there are a lot of players that kind of, you know, they didn't keep up with standard for one season, two seasons, three seasons, and then all of a sudden their whole deck rotates or their whole deck has become irrelevant because the new cards are what's big, the new cards are what's hot. And it's mm-hmm. so easy to just fall behind a little bit and then you stop coming to the store. You stop coming in every week and spending your money because you didn't keep up with standard. So Frontier offers a really good way to, hey, these people are here for a draft what do you think about Frontier? You can still play all of those old cards that you've got. There's only a couple things you need to pick up. And then it, it, it brings them a way to still feel like they've got a deck. It's less pressure on them to keep up with what's hot and what's new, like Standard is. And it's much cheaper of a buy-in than anything like Modern would be. Okay, so, yeah, uh, just to kind of build on this a little bit, like uh, specific things that stores can do uh, to promote Frontier at their sorry to promote to promote Frontier at their store would be to hold constructed events and I, I I'm not sure if we talked about this before or not but I don't think holding uh, events every week is a good idea right off the bat yeah it may I not think be it's necessary yeah. yeah it's it's something that maybe just one month 
once a month maybe just to get people interested have like a make it kind of special so that people want to play it to you know to get them interested mm-hmm. and, and and you know just offer interesting prizes so hallelujah uh you know had like a win a switch competition a while back and you know they have ones where you can win like all the fetch lands or all the shocks you know the, the those different types of events you know just kind of get people saying maybe i don't really want to play frontier but i'll try this try it this one time yeah, that's exactly what I would suggest as well. For a structured event, I would say put it out a little bit in the future. You know, put up a poster that says, have you brewed with Frontier? Just give a little bit of an explanation, maybe give a link to somewhere where they can look up more about it, and then, mm-hmm. you know, get those wheels turning, get them thinking, oh man, I can play Smuggler's Copter, I can play Rally, I can play, throw all these decks together that I used to like, these cards I used to like, and just get them mm-hmm. brewing so you have a few weeks to build up to it, kind of like how they originally announced it at Hallelujah, really. You know, they, they announced yeah. that, hey, in a month we're going to have a big event. These are the rules for it. Get brewing. And people got brewing. Although we'll talk about that shortly in our uh, history yeah. episode. So I'm kind of already jumping the gun there. <laughs> so, yeah, another thing. Uh, so if you don't have a lot of players that have a lot of those older cards like fetches and whatnot, uh, this, is also, this, this is also a good way to kind of promote the starter deck idea. If you have cards laying around that you're not using that could totally make a great frontier deck put those together and offer those at those events you know in that morning it's like hey you're coming in didn't know this event was going on here's this deck that you can use you know to play yeah and you're not going to be i mean these aren't expensive cards and that's a good thing for your players so you know that was a big criticism for frontier originally is people were accusing it of being oh these stores just want to unload their old cards etc etc that's not true, and don't be that store. Don't be like, oh man, I'm going to knock up all the prices on my Frontier stuff and then try and sell it. That's not what you're doing. You're, you're giving your players a cheap way to get into a non-rotating format, which is something really exciting for people. Yeah, it's it's budget modern, basically. It's modern light, yeah. except... Yeah, you, yeah you, can, you have to use pretty much all different cards. <laughs> I mean, and people love that. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but myself, and I know a lot of other people... They like to try new things. They 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 want to use different cards. They don't like mm-hmm. having to buy you know like a playset of you know uh, dual lands you know for legacy or having to buy you know like the I don't know, what what other good staple cards are there like some other expensive staple that you need for like all your decks for all those other eternal Rishadan ports or something like that yeah or yeah 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 it's expensive. <laughs> It's expensive to get into any kind of older format, especially if you're trying to buy the variety, if you want to be able to try multiple things. And far fewer cards have carryover where something like a Fatal Push will be played in multiple decks. Something like yeah. a Smuggler's Copter is 2 or $3, and it's played in multiple decks. So how, how can a store get creative? What other kind of things do you think a store should try to do to get people interested in Frontier? I think that social media is a good way to go for it. So I was just saying put up a poster, but a post online would also be very interesting. If you can say, hey, brew up a deck or even like post a picture of a deck. Um, definitely, I would say post pictures of winning decks if you can. People love to see, mm-hmm. hey, man, this guy won with this crazy deck. You know, they've got Steamkin and whatever else. And they've got, I don't know, Insole Artifact from five seasons ago. That's the kind of thing that will get people interested more than you had an event and no one hears about it. Uh, I think, I think I talked about this before as well, but uh, doing like 
drafts with Frontier Legal sets. If you have a lot of old booster packs from Kanza Tarkir or, uh, I don't know, Kaladesh, you know, packs, Amonkhet packs, whatever, you know, you can have, like, these flashback drafts uh, as part of, like, uh, a Frontier Day. You have, like, three rounds of flashback Shadows Vinistrad draft, and then you have three rounds of regular Frontier Constructed. I mean, that's a way Definitely. You kind of... I think the biggest one to go there for there is that people still talk about Cons of Tarkir being one of the best draft formats of all time. And I only got to draft it a little bit, but it, it is quite good and it's quite fun. It's quite unique. Give a couple of Cons of Tarkir flashback drafts and then immediately give them something to do with all of those cards. Say, hey, you know, you can use that Siege Rhino you just pulled in a Frontier tournament. You can yeah. keep that Windswept Heath instead of trading it in and go use it in three weeks in this tournament that's coming up. Yeah, I, I think those would be a lot of fun. I would love to do that. I wish that stores did that over here. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I had a couple other ideas. Do you have anything else? Oh, uh, no, go ahead. go ahead. So we do a podcast. Um, we're almost up to episode 50, and that is like hours and hours and hours of fun. So if you are a local game store, I would recommend just putting our podcast on your, your PA system or your, you know, your your uh, speakers you know maybe during the slow times or you know when it's when it's not so busy and just get people kind of you know thinking and brewing and you know listening and learning about the frontier format yeah and, i uh, think the frontier podcast is a great resource yeah i think that's definitely true and i think there's some good articles online there's some good starting point things that you can play or show to people and that's a great way to get them interested yeah, I, I think that pretty much covers what I wanted to talk about for promoting at an LGS. Okay. So, do you want to move to kind of a next topic of talking yeah. about? No, oh, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Well, we kind of started talking about a little bit earlier the benefits of Frontier. Like you said, the stores kind of have a way to, you know, uh, to 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 get not not to get rid of those cards, but to 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 allow those players to use those older cards yeah, that yeah. haven't seen any play in modern. And that's kind of the way I think of it. If I think of it from an LGS perspective, I think of it more as you don't have to buy any new cards to run Frontier. It's not that you're trying to get rid of all of your old ones. It's great if you can, mm -hmm. but, I mean, they were sitting in a box anyways. It's more so it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to have any setup. It lets you run as a game store more effectively. Yeah, like we were talking about before with the staples, is that you know you need to be able to offer those staples staples to your players if they want to play modern or legacy or whatnot. If you don't have those dual ends or those other staples, then people maybe they don't want to play it or they can't play it because they don't have the cards to play it. Yeah, and if you're a Whereas, store, you don't want to drop twenty thousand dollars on you know Aber duels just to be able to run one legacy event. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, what other benefits can we say? So so I think that you can, what we were talking about players, I think that's a big thing, is that you'll hold on to a different group of players than what you would have just from standard events, just from draft events. There, You've got the people who are going to be brewing. You've got the people who are going to be not there every week. It'll be one way to hook them in. It'll be one, So like I was saying, people that are kind of, you know, they burn out with standard and they miss out on it. So maybe they play for the first bit of standard and then they don't show back up until the next set comes out. This yeah. is a good way to get those people just in and out of the store, and that's what you're looking for. I think it, it, it kind of focuses more on the casual player. I think people that enjoy Popper will enjoy Frontier. I think the people that like brewing, 
just like in the old legacy mm-hmm. and vintage and, and other formats would enjoy it as well. At, at Hallelujah, I always see legacy players playing it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I see like it's also just a way four. to set you apart from uh it's a way to set you apart from other stores in the area is that if you've got Frontier and they don't, some people might come in just to see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um what else? Uh, how about the metagame? I think people like to see metagames that are always changing. They don't like to see solved metagames. So if they know what to expect, you know, that might keep people out of the store. But if you're like, wow, I don't know what's going to happen today, I'll bring this deck or I'll bring this deck. It gets people you know, trying new things. Yeah, I'd say that's an advantage. I'd say that with Frontier, if you've got a group of players that play Legacy at your store, you know that they aren't changing decks that often. Most of the time, the same guy's bringing this control deck, the same guy's bringing Miracles, the same guy's bringing, oh, he's the guy that plays Storm every week. There's yeah. not as much change, but with a cheaper format like Frontier, it's certainly possible for, oh man, what is this crazy player bringing this week? I've got to come and see. And also, every new set adds tons of new cards to the format. That's never happens in modern and never happens in legacy never happens in any of the other older formats definitely so that's where you get meta changes but you don't get forced meta changes like in standard the power level stays pretty consistent so things change yeah no bannings is the big thing is that people are free to you know build and use whatever they want Mm -hmm. might not always be the case but you know for now it's the wild wild west it's a lot of fun so let's focus a little bit more on players yeah, we're kind of powering through this episode, probably because we've already recorded it once. We already know what we kind of want yeah. to say. Um, let's talk. A, just a little, do you have anything more to say about players? Yeah. So, like we said, I think it'll attract more casual players, um, people that don't like rotating formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think brewers will love Frontier. It's a brewer's paradise. There's just so many viable decks. There's so many playable cards and there's just not enough people playing right now to explore everything yeah i mean every day you can find something new that's a viable deck of an interesting deck uh, i was certainly just brewing today a couple of them yeah i i need more time to brew but uh, <laughs> I, I i definitely enjoy i think there's just so many cards i want to play with and i just don't have the time to put them through the gauntlets all right, well, tell me anytime. Send me a deck, and I'll uh, I'll see if I can do some brewing for you. And, uh, guys, th- that's another thing is we're a resource for any kind of deck brewing. If you've got a deck that you're like, does this work? Let us know, and we're, we'll tell you exactly. Like, hey, this is what's worked before. Here's um seven different card ideas you never even thought of, but go out and try that Deadeye Navigator, and it's going to be the perfect card for your deck. Yeah, and if, if you need any other resources, sorry, it's kind of like jumping to a different topic. Mm-hmm. If you need any other resources... Um, you know, we, there's a Facebook group. I think it's like over 2,500 yeah, so, people on there. So let's, on let's there move on to uh, let's talk about some of the different resources available. So, what is that Facebook group? Do you know the name of that off the top of your head? Uh, I want to say a good it's, thing to look up. Uh, I want to say it's Frontier Fanatics. That sounds correct. Is, is, Frontier is Fanatics is one of them, or Magic Final Frontier, I think. Um, but you can talk a little bit about the Discord group one checking that sure, yeah. frontier yeah, fanatics the is the one that you've been posting in a lot so that's a great place to just search up frontier fanatics um they'll let you uh, magic, group. I, I don't think magic that, frontier I, sorry ma- sorry magic frontier format mtg is the big group ah got it frontier fanatics is a smaller group okay but yeah both of those are available um so the untap open league they host a lot of frontier events they host 
um, online pairings. They host tournaments online. That's a great, great way to do some Frontier for anyone who wants to get into the format, wants to take it a little bit seriously, doesn't want to uh, just play against, I don't know, people who don't know what they're doing, don't know the format. That's a good way to find players that know the format, to find scheduled matches so you're getting Swiss pairings, you're getting competitive results. That's a great place to go. So that's the Untap Open League Discord. Um, we'll have a link for that below. There's also the MTG Frontier Discord, which also will link to that. It'll link to our podcast. It'll link to a lot of things. So there's an MTG Frontier Discord that we'll link below it as well. And also there's a Reddit page, I believe. I think there's a few Reddit pages yes, that so deal with Frontier. There are two. There's one specifically for our podcast that other Frontier po- format stuff gets posted in. That is MTG Final Frontier. There's also MTG Frontier is the other one. I think so. I should double check on that. I'm pretty sure it's MTG Frontier is the subreddit name. Yes, MTG Frontier is the other one. Yes, that's correct. So both of those are great places to find, you know, people who have written articles, people who are holding events. If there's an event in your area, we'll try and give you a heads up there. It's a great way to learn about things like that. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk recently, um, just over all different types of channels, people talking about starting tournaments again. You know, people thought, oh, you know, it's totally done, it's finished. But a lot of these bubbles, these cells, frontier cells are popping up all over, not only the USA, but down in Latin America, in Europe. I've heard people talking about it over, I think we have one player, uh, Masi, that's in, I want to say, Sweden? Yeah, and he's played with a few uh, frontier players there. Yeah, and he's talked to some pros as well, and you know, I've talked to some pros about it. Hey, I mean, we can call so, him a pro now too. He just, um, I believe he got. Uh, he's on, he's going to be on the pro tour. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll get him on one of these days. Yeah, hopefully the, soon. We've been looking to do that shortly. We'll probably have this uh, this big one we've got coming up, and then maybe after that, we're looking for some guests. Um, so the other thing yeah. that you were mentioning is that there's also a YouTube channel that hosts some frontier matches online so that's the Mm -hmm. frontier youtube channel so that's something again if you don't if you're a store and you you know you want to put something on just kind of get people thinking about it you have tvs available you know stream the uh the matches or not stream the matches but well you could stream the matches when they're live uh but otherwise you know just put up some of the older uh matches on on your, your tv and get people watching it All right, so the last thing we kind of just wanted to give a shout-out. Hopefully you guys listened all the way through. If you're a store owner and you want to put on your first-time-ever Frontier event, reach out to us. We would like to make an offer out there that we would like to give some kind of prize support for a first-time store doing a Frontier event. So we didn't quite decide on what we wanted to do. We were talking about something in the range of, like, the price of a box, maybe. Um, I don't know if we for sure want to do that. If we want to do maybe like a play set of a Frontier staple, if that would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Japanese foils. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. something along those lines. And if you are a store in perhaps Latin America, somewhere where a new format like this would be up and coming, we would be even more interested. Uh, we would love to shout out to your store. We would love to promote you in any way we can. So, New stores, get Frontier playing, and we would love to support you. So the first store to contact us, we'll, we'll have that offer. And then any other stores interested, we would love to just let people know that it's happening, let people know online all these resources we have to uh, to shout them out. Yes, let us promote your events. Yeah, so um, like we said, tweet us. Uh, we're MTG Final Frontier. Uh, you can also find our website, mtgfrontier.net. 
And just one more thing, since you know we're talking about promoting Frontier today, I'd, I'd just like to say that November is going to be a huge month for Frontier in Tokyo. There are a total of five events coming up. We have one event coming up this weekend called the uh, Frontier DX Hallelujah. And then there's going to be, I believe, two different Frontier, uh, God of Frontier Trials. Uh, and then there's also going to be a Frontier Shockland Rumble. And the God of Frontier is going to be on Sunday the 18th. So this is a huge month for Frontier. If you're in Tokyo, check it out. Have you built Ascendancy yet? We still want you to bring that to the uh, the Japanese. Uh, no, crowd. I haven't. I, I, I need to learn how to play. That's it's kind of tricky. I want to I introduce. All right. Well, what's Japanese a good time? Because me and you, we should uh, we'll practice on it some. Yeah, well, maybe after this week or the week after that. <laughs> okay, busy week for you. All right, guys, we've kind of already done some of our usuals. We've told you how to contact us. We've told you the upcoming cast. Uh, so I'm going to sort of skip over that in our ending here. Um, but, yeah, one more time, t- first store to tweet out to us that they're going to be putting out a Frontier event. Let us know. We will back you up with some prize support. We love to uh, see new stores opening up with Frontier, and we love to see any way we can help our community. Yeah, uh, do you want to give your Twitter as well? Because I uh, skipped over that. Yeah, my Twitter is at Yoshwenki, and uh, my website is www.thejapanhobbyist.com. Yeah, so however you want to contact us, that works. But thank you guys for listening. For everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier information online. Your final Frontier, signing off. <laughs>